Welcome to the Fit First Glory podcast, where we hope to encourage you in all walks of life to use your health, fitness, and wellness for the glory of God and the good of others. We pray that wherever you are in your journey, our conversation will give you spiritual insight and practical tools to make fitness more about Him and less about you. If this podcast encourages you, we'd love for you to subscribe and share with a friend. All right, guys. So today we have a really special guest on the podcast. This is somebody that is so near and dear to my heart because way back in 2014, which is almost 10 years ago, which is crazy. I started working for Caroline Ward. It really seems like the Lord impacts me through people named Caroline, but I started working (laughs) here um, as an intern at TransFit Athens, which you're going to hear so much about today, but she is just an incredible woman who helped me start that process of transforming how I view health and fitness for the glory of God. It all started um, with her, with her fitness business. And the way that we met was through the University of Georgia. She was an accounting major and I was a small group leader of somebody who knew what she did, knew that she was an accounting major and loved health and fitness. And so got us connected and the rest is kind of history from there. <laughs> and so Caroline truly changed my life and taught me how to live transformed so long ago. And so this podcast, I'm just, I'm thrilled about so that you guys get to hear from her and hear a little bit more about her heart. And hopefully you're going to leave this episode transformed body, mind, and spirit for you and for your family. So Caroline, before we get into it, before I get too excited, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you. Well, thanks for having me. And it's a gift to be able to be with you, Courtney, and just to see the fruits of all of um, your labor and now see your family. It's just something I know we prayed over um, nine plus years ago, and it's just amazing. And I'm I'm brought to tears. Um, full circle moment, like you said. So it's a gift. And um, so I'm in Athens, Georgia, and have been here. I'm originally from New Orleans, but I um, came to Athens in 1996 as a part of the University of Georgia gymnastics team and um, was here doing gymnastics as a gym dog, um, won two national championships, which is super exciting. Stayed, met my husband and stayed. And now we have three beautiful grown children. I have a senior, a junior, and an eighth grader. So um, totally full circle as Anna Courtney helped me when they were all um, little babies and now I have one graduating and she just decided last week she's going to the University of Georgia. So we are thrilled about that and just blessed that she'll be here. And um, so it's just, it's been a journey and a process and um, I'm just grateful to still be here now as well. I'm so excited for you to share your story because hearing how, you know, as you were an athlete in college, I know that a lot of people's story starts that way as an athlete, either in high school, college, whatever, Mm -hmm. but transitioning into figuring out what health and fitness looks like after that. And so just share with us a little bit more of your story and how did you come to see health and fitness as a way that you could honor God? I love sharing this because I feel like a lot of people look at me now and I'm 45 and say, oh, you've been doing this forever. And actually I haven't. Um, I'm from New Orleans. Um, I was a party girl. Um, I was not a believer growing up and um, came to Georgia to do gymnastics. And that was my my everything. Sports was my everything. Um, I had put all my eggs into that basket. And 
Um, winning two national championships was amazing, um, but I never felt fully satisfied, always uh, wanted more and felt that, well, maybe if I get a graduate degree, um, maybe a degree in accounting um, from a prestigious university, the Terry College of Business, maybe that would satisfy me. Um, nothing, nothing ever did. And so it wasn't until I met my husband right when I was graduating that um, he just had a love for people and uh, a love of relationship and a love of the Lord. And that really um, turned me on to loving him and loving Jesus. And we got baptized together um, a year after um, we started dating. And then soon after that, we got married and we ended up staying in Athens. And I was an accounting major. So um, <laughs> funny how, you know, just People say, I'll never see you being an accounting major, however, or just working in an accounting firm. Um, but at that point in my life in college, I was trying to please everyone else and wasn't following where I felt the Lord was leading me or calling me. And I changed my major about nine times in college. And my dad said, well, just be an accountant. Accountants always have jobs. And so that's what I did. Uh, and I look back now and just see um, just how I was really conforming to what other people were trying to tell me to do or the best way to find true happy, their their form of happiness. Um, but it never led me to real happiness until um, I was baptized and started walking with the Lord. And so once my husband and I got married. I worked in his accountant for a few years and then started having children and um, had three children really close together and then was struck with postpartum depression. And that was a really, really hard time in my life when um, I turned away from the Lord and just really was just searching for, again, just not really knowing where I fit in or what my true calling was or where I felt the Lord was leading me. Um, my pediatrician told me to get the babies out. Um, they were very close in age and he just said, walk, uh, walk. You just need to get outside. You need fresh air. It's the last thing um, at that point that I really wanted to do. But I really honestly feel like the Lord does this. He puts people in your path and in your lives that are really like angels when you don't know it. But um, him basically telling me you have to get outside and walk was um, the way that the Lord really spoke to me. And through lots of just rumbling and wrestling with the Lord on what is it that I'm called to do? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Um, I really felt the Lord leading me to um, just knowing that my true love was exercise and fitness and women. I had been on a gymnastics team um, my entire life and then really felt most alive when I was encouraging women on the team, high-fiving, wasn't even really the winning that I loved so much is just like being with the other women and being an encourager on the team and, um, you know, the high fives and the, um, just the relationship building. And so um, from then on, I told my husband, I, um, I think I want to switch careers and potentially be a personal trainer. He looked at me like I was crazy and he said, um, you're an accountant. And um but he supported me on my crazy dream. And um, it started small when my babies were napping. 
um, I would see a client or two. And then when he'd come home, I'd see maybe a few more. Um, my marketing was like my neighborhood. I like put flyers. I mean, this is 10 years ago in people's mailboxes. And um, my very first client, I just said, hey, I'll, I'll train you for free if you'll just tell people. Mm-hmm. And um, from then on, it just... Um, the Lord just took control and um, it's just been a gift and a blessing. And so TransFit was birthed out of that and it stands for transformational fitness. And our whole goal is to live transformed. We don't want just want to be healthy or be fit just to be fit, but it's to be able to live it, to be better moms, wives, and friends, um, just to be able to serve, serve our families and, and our community. So Transfit. I just love that. So anybody that's listening to this, if you know me at all, I'm sure as you're listening to Caroline, you're like, oh, that's where she got it from. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much of your story has just impacted me in so many ways. And it's just always so exciting and humbling to hear, especially now as a mom, so many parts of your story are just things that I'm reliving now. And I loved what you said. We actually just released an episode today about how do you find your fitness routine or fitness regimen? And I love that you said your pediatrician said, just get outside and walk because that's something that Caroline Foster that's on the podcast with me said, you know, if you don't know where to start, just walk, just do something, get outside, feel that fresh air. And so for anybody listening, if you don't know where to start, just start walking today. Even as you turn this podcast on, just get outside and walk. I think that's such good advice. And then you can continue to figure it out from there. And I love just the whole live transformed mantra, right? Because we don't, we don't want to just lose 10 pounds because we know that's not going to make us more effective for God's glory. Ultimately, it's only going to honor him if we truly are transforming every part of our lives for him, including our health and fitness. So much good stuff there. I wanted to jump in today on the topic that I really wanted to talk to you about because it's something that I watched you do so often, and Mm. that is navigate healthy living and healthy eating with a family. So Caroline has three children, like she said, (laughs) now I have two kids, which is crazy. And as a mom of two and Caroline Foster has three, and I know a lot of the listeners we have are moms. I just mm-hmm. wanted to pick your brain about how to establish those healthy rhythms for a family. And so I always admired this because I saw you have balance. You would pursue, pursue health for them, but then also they always enjoyed some type of sweet treat at the end of the night. I just saw balance. And so I wanted to ask what's some advice that you would give to moms who are maybe in your season of life with older kids or maybe in a younger kids season of life, what advice would you give them on how to set up those healthy routines for their family? Oh, I I love this because I do feel like it it has come full circle. And, and I, I have to preface this was I was not always a healthy eater. Like my nickname in college was Lupe because I love cheese dips so much. So, and in tacos. So, um, so once I then started my health journey and got my nutrition certification along with um, personal training, you know, I realized the importance of nutrition exercise. Yes, we need it. Yes, it is, um, you know, endorphins, I feel like are a gift from the Lord. However, nutrition is king where exercise would be queen. And I do feel like nutrition plays the biggest part in how we're feeling, um, our energy levels 
and just how we're going about our day-to-day activities if we're not hydrated. Um, so I will say that it's not easy with children. And because um, I did, I started with mine when they were young and we tried to, we always say, you know, our one of our big things was three polite bites. We didn't make them eat everything on their plate, but three polite bites. And I, I'm a big, huge proponent and have been uh, for many years of making a plan on a Saturday or Sunday, sitting down with the kids. We normally try to sit down sometime in the afternoon um, and look at the week ahead and say, okay, who's going to be home this night? What are we going to have? Like, what is one thing you'd like to have? What's one thing you'd like to have? So they each have some say. I feel like giving your children some type of say in the menu is very helpful. And that way I can say, okay, well, you've gotten to choose this portion of the meal or even this mainstay. Well, you know, this person gets this one or because all of my children like something different and no one like really, if, if we have one meal, that's a win, it's white chicken chili. And that's probably the one meal that everyone likes. Everything else is like, I like it. I don't like it, you know? And um, so um, I will say, you know, I try to every night have one thing that they all will have, you know, or they, they like, um, they like green peas. They all like green peas. So we have a lot of green peas. We do a lot of edamame. Um, I typically always make a big just salad and have it with different dressings on the side so that they can kind of make their own salad. But giving them, even at a young age, some type of say in the shopping, in the planning, um, makes a huge difference. And planning is key. That is one thing I work with on all of our nutrition clients with week in, week out, is making somewhat of a plan to succeed for the week. Are you going to stick with 100%? Absolutely not. But we're going for progress. Same with your children, just progress. And it takes children seven at least seven tries to actually like something. So if a kid doesn't like something, you know, say, hey, three polite bites and you don't have to have it again. But then maybe in a week, try again because seven times it takes them seven times. And I just want to tell the moms out there to stay faithful because it is a hard it is it is a hard process trying to get your kids to eat healthy because the world wants them to think that sugar and sweets and fried foods and going out to eat is okay all the time. And, and it's not, you know, balance is key. You know, um, we, we, like you said, Courtney, we would have dinner and then we would, we'd have a healthy treat. Um, but we would, you know, maybe it would be berries with Cool Whip, or maybe we do make chocolate chip cookies, but we have just one or two and, you know, let them have some say in it, but, but it's not easy. Um, and I have seen my kids come full circle though, um, trying to eat healthy with them when they were toddlers and then younger. And then middle school is hard. I want to encourage middle school moms out there. It is really hard to get middle schoolers to eat healthy. Um, but I do know, cause I have a senior and a junior now that they look back and they have said, thank you. Like, thank you, mom, for, you know, preparing healthier meals for us, for having ready snacks out for us. Whenever they get home from school, I try to have cut apples or oranges just ready so that they're more apt to grab that rather than go right to the pantry. Um, So I have seen it come full circle. It's not always easy. Um, But I think as moms, we just have to do the best that we can in different seasons that we're in. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. That there's so much good stuff there. I'm going to have to go re-listen to that a few different times, but I love the three polite bites. Even now with Catherine, she's just two and a half years old. I could totally do the three polite bites for her. And we have done some of those things. And it's funny that you say green peas. We eat so many green peas. <laughs> green so- peas are high in protein. They're, they're I great know. for you. So Kind of going along with what you just said, this is a similar question, but a little bit more specific. And you can speak into a little bit, not only the kids, but maybe with your husband as well. So how do you navigate those snacks and family meals when, you know, you guys all have different health goals and preferences. So how do you navigate just those different preferences, but still providing for your family and also, you know, budgeting, because you can't say, oh yeah, you get this, you get this, you get this, and everybody has something different. So how do you just navigate all the different taste palettes and goals that go on? In a yeah, that's a really great question. And um, it's funny because I have a, a girl who's a senior, my son is a junior, and then my younger daughter's in eighth grade. My son that's a junior is trying to bulk up. He is trying to eat a ton of meat. Like I packed him for lunch today, a Greek yogurt, chicken bites, beef, and a protein bar. So, I mean, he is like, he is all protein and the girls are totally opposite. They're, you know, doing different types of sports. So um, the thing I feel like that's most helpful for us is I meal prep as much as possible on Sunday. And so that um, like we, you know, I probably cook up about five pounds of chicken. Like I bake, you know, just a bunch of chicken while I'm cooking dinner. I meal prep chicken. I cook up two extra pounds of beef. Um, I'll do turkey, like um, ground turkey. So I'm just trying to bulk meat. And that way throughout the week, say my son, Porter, if he's wanting to get more meat or even my husband wants more beef or protein, then they can add that in and just pull it from the fridge where the girls, you know, I'll make some chickpea pasta, um, things like that for them, you know, edamame, big salad, just kind of having that ready for them so that say we all want to have turkey meatballs for dinner one night. That's what one thing we're having this this week for dinner. Well, I'll put mine over a big salad. Uh, Porter will have it with pasta. I'll make a thing of pasta for him and the girls might have that. And then, you know, we might, somebody just might have just the meatballs and, and put it, you know, to on the side. So just kind of, you know, having the same basic meal, but allowing different people to kind of add or take. So that way I'm not a short order cook. I've said that since they were young. I'm like, I am not cooking chicken nuggets and then not cooking meatballs and three different things, not doing it. So I feel like setting, but, but I want to encourage people that maybe have done that in the past and like, I'm tired of that. I don't want to do that anymore. You know, you can change, like just stay consistent, stay consistent. And it's hard and it's it's hard to do the right thing. I tell my kids all the time this, you know, it's a lot easier for us to eat fast food, for us to sleep late every day, for us to be late to places or just to watch television all the time. That's the easy thing to do. We weren't made for easy. God made us for more. And um, so I, I think as parents, we have to continue to remind our kids of that. But we ourselves have to stay faithful and stay consistent. And it's not easy surrounding yourself with encouraging, you know, people and and other godly people that are walking the same walk as you with similar age children, or just somebody else that can encourage you and say, Hey, I know you're, you're doing, you're doing the hard thing, but it's the right thing. That's just so good and encouraging to me. And I think so many people that are listening to this 
everybody's life looks different. I also think it's important to think about, you know, that same basic meal, but even just for yourself, like I've just come out of a season of pregnancy and now I'm breastfeeding postpartum. So there may be seasons where you can enjoy a healthy meal, but just adapting it that translates to all different things, different people, different stages of life, but you don't have to change your whole lifestyle completely. You just make those small modifications here and there. So the next question is, I was just, I want to say, I want to say one thing real quick that just popped in that out that just on that same line that I don't want to forget is that things that matter are hard. Mm. So anything that matters is going to be hard. I mean, it, it takes time, your marriage, parenting, these things are hard, but these are the things that matter. So it's worth it to put in the time and the effort into your nutrition. That's not an easy thing at 45, even doing what I've done for for a really long time, it's still not the easy thing to do, but it's worth it, you know, and it, it becomes a habit, but, but it matters. So. Yeah. And I think so many times when people see someone like you or anybody that's been consistent or that sets themselves up as a trainer or a coach or somebody that's encouraging somebody, it doesn't just suddenly become easy. It still takes a lot of discipline, a lot of planning. I love how you emphasized planning because that's with everything, with your job, with your marriage. I mean, I'm learning more and more how hard it is to have a date night. If you don't plan ahead, (laughs) if you don't schedule it, then it's not going to happen. So with everything in your life that God's called you to, you have to plan and prepare and lean in because it's not going to be easy. Because if it was easy, then we wouldn't feel our need for the Holy Spirit. We wouldn't feel our need that every single part of our life that he's called us to, he also says, you're going to need me. (laughs) Otherwise, you know, we just wouldn't need him and we wouldn't walk in step with him. So all of those hard things are just a reminder of our complete and total dependence on him as we're doing the things like making the meal plans, planning out the week, all that stuff. That's not easy. That is hard. But like you said, it's so worth it in the end because you can see the life we were made for. Like you said, we are made for more. With that, just thinking about all of the things that everybody has, because that's so often, I'm sure as a trainer, you hear people say, well, I just don't have time mm-hmm. to get healthy. And if there is one person that I've known that has been consistently busier for longer, it is you. <laughs> but I was just telling Caroline before we started recording this, that one thing she's always said that has stuck with me that has really changed the way I view my schedule is that every week when you were planning you would say it's going to be a full week, not busy, not stressful, not, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed because your kids were so active and you were so active. You had all the sports, all the activities, all the things yourself, but you always said you have a full schedule and I have loved that. But with your full schedule, you've touched on this a little bit with the planning and meal prep, but just wanted to give you a chance to say anything else about how do you stay consistent in eating well and not falling into just taking the easy way out with running through fast food or, you know, not really planning, not really preparing, just going to the pantry or whatever. How do you stay consistent? That's such a great question. Um, And something that I do tell my kids often that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, what is it that we want to be doing with this temple that we have on loan to us each and every day? Every day is a gift. Um, I, Monday is my actually favorite day. I know a lot of people don't like Mondays. However, Monday to me is just a fresh start to a new week. I love being able to inspire people on a Monday, just like, Hey, 
It's a clean slate. Let's like attack the week with a whole new focus. Mm-hmm. And it's really our habits each and every day that determine the person that we're going to be. So the habits determine, you know, your reality. And so setting up these habits, like I said, the planning, the preparing, you know, it does get to be easier and then it just becomes a habit. But you look down the road in five years, like you're a sum of your habits, not your goals, but you are going to become your habits. So it's so good to look forward in your thinking, but just be really intentional in the present moment with what is it that I'm doing right here? And so I do think, you know, again, planning and just like planning out when I say our days are full or our weeks are full, they are full, but, but we've planned, we've, I've planned all of this and God's given me enough strength for this day. He's asking me to just lock in with this day, be present with you on this day with my children in the next part of the day. Um, but I do think it's, it's so important for us to order our days according to how he wants us to order our days. So planning out the week is so important with your nutrition, with your exercise, with your date night, with friends, time of fun, like plan in fun and plan in margin. You know, I I had to learn this from my counselor um, a few years ago. She was like, you have got to intentionally put margin in your calendar as a blocked off hour. She's like, because your calendar every hour is full. She's like, you need one that says margin. And then there is no appointment in there. And so I have done that for the past two years and it's life-giving. It is absolutely life-giving that I actually have an hour to two hours before the kids get home um, from school where I actually can just have time to spend with the Lord, to meditate, to just do some things that, you know, just refuel me and re-energize me. Um, But planning and ordering your week, so, so, so important. Um, but again, God gives us, God gives us strength for each day. You know? Yeah. And it's a gift. I love that about habits. I'm actually reading the power of habit right now. We've talked about that a lot at work and I know a lot of that about habits, but just hearing all of the statistics and science behind it, that is so true that putting in the work to create those habits, because that's also not easy. And you're not just going to overnight create a habit, but if you'll put in the work to create those habits, it continues to provide that fruit years and years down the road. And so as we start to get towards the end here, this is a question that I'm really looking forward to the answer right now with a newborn and a two and a half year old, just thinking about the future and navigating conversations with them about fitness, health, body image, all of that. I would love to just hear, I know that this is not something we can cover just in a few minutes. This is a huge topic, but just what would be some advice or encouragement you would give to moms about how do you talk to your kids? And I know it's different at every age, right? But just as a whole, how did you navigate talking about those topics with them? As a as a fitness professional, um, I never wanted my kids to think that I helped women lose weight. Um, I always said, mommy's helping people go get healthy. Mama wants people to be healthy because mama wants other moms to be able to jump on the trampoline and swim in the pool and run a 5k. Like, let's all do this together. That's what mom is trying to help other moms do. And mom does this also to build relationships with other women because we were created to love God and love others. That is the picture of the cross. 
And that is why I love my job as a gift because each and every day it's about building relationships with women. And um, so that is a gift. Um, but just, you know, helping these children see that what um, what we're doing, you know, we are the best model for them and we are the best teacher. Um, so as much as we can to choose an apple over a Snickers bar, uh, to be drinking water, to bring your, I mean, it starts with something so small as carrying your water bottle around with you. And they're like, mommy, what is that? It's water, you know, that, you know, you don't have a soft drink all the time. Or if you do have a soft drink, maybe you say, hey, mom is trying to cut back on soft drinks and I'm going to start to start drinking my water. I always try to get them involved. I say, hey, help mommy right now. You know, I'd say like mom's doing a challenge to increase her protein. Does anybody want to do it? I would never force them, but I try to make things into more of a game. I mean, kids love games. And so coming up with fun challenges, um, you know, different things to just make it fun. You know, I, I used to have them like write out their own meal plans. If you could write out your own meal plan, what would it be? You know, and then we kind of work from there on that. So just finding a way to get them involved. Um, you know, don't always not bring them to the grocery store. You know, you don't have to always bring them, but it is, they need to learn, you know, like, hey, we stay, we're going to try our best to stay on the perimeter of the grocery store for as much as possible. Um, you know, get them involved. Again, you are their best teacher, model, model, model what um, you would want them to do because that is what they are going to do. I know that now having a senior and a daughter where I'm saying, okay, I'm getting ready to set you free. Have I taught you everything that I that I, I want you to know before you go to college. I mean, that is my prayer. And um, and I feel like she's ready. I'm excited for her to go to the next step because, um, you know, we, we've we've talked about it. We've learned about it. We know about, you know, eating well and being healthy for for the Lord, not just for outward appearances. So that's just so good. And I think it's so cool that you're in this season because you can speak to moms in your season, but also moms back to provide that real time encouragement of you're in that season where you're seeing so much of the fruit. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily easy because I know Caitlin going to college is going to be its own thing (laughs) to be able to say she's ready. You know, I almost got emotional when you said that, just because I think about so many hours, so many talks, conversations, hard times, but that that's such a sweet thing to be able to say, okay, God, this gift you gave me, I was able to pass on to her. And that hopefully if she goes to college, she'll be able to pass on to others because that's not a time when people are their healthiest is college. So I will definitely be praying that over her. And so as we wrap up, first of all, thank you so much. This has been such a gift to me. I can't wait to listen back several times and just take more notes myself. But just as we close out, is there anything, any advice or encouragement that you would give to anybody today? If they're just wanting to start that healthy lifestyle, maybe they've started it for themselves or maybe they haven't, but if they want to start bringing their family into that, would there be any final encouragement you'd have for them? Uh, of course. Um, one, just to start small, like you said, the walking, the water, one of our favorite family things that we love to do. We don't get to do it all the time, but um, it's just walking. That is one way, like my girls and I, if they have anything on my their heart, I'm like, hey, let's take a walk. Um, they are much more apt to open up when we're out walking the streets. And the dog is a good excuse. I'm like, Huxley needs a walk. Let's go take him on a walk. Um, So just a great way to get them outside. It's good for their brains. We know that. Um, And just being out in the fresh air, again, you mentioned that. 
Um, but just little things like the walking, the water, um, little things and, and just staying consistent. I mean, consistency as moms is our superpower. Um, that is the biggest thing I feel like we can do consistency and just staying faithful because this road um, as a mom and a believer is it's not an easy one. We know we're on the narrow path, but we know it is so fruitful and it is and it definitely is. So I just want to encourage, you know, all the moms and wives and friends out there just to stay consistent, stay faithful, start small. But that doesn't mean you can't dream big. You know, we can still dream big. And it's just like, okay, at this point in my life, I can take this nugget, you know, one little step at a time. I, as people ask me, you know, how Transfit start? And um, now you have another location and, and you know, what's next? And, and I say, you know what? Transfit was just, it, it's happened like God's timing. It was just a calling and it was nothing I had envisioned, but it was just a, one simple, small step in faith. I was like, start small, stay faithful. You might have to pivot. You might have to adjust, you know, but stay faithful, stay consistent. And um, I feel like he will bless that in your family. He can bless that in your workplace um, and in, in your marriage. Awesome. Well, Caroline, thank you so much again. It was so good yeah. to talk to you about these topics and catch up. I can't wait for people to listen to this several times just to implement this in their own life and for their families. And hopefully truly start to see that transformation happen in them and in their kids and in those around them. So love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Fit for His Glory podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback and a review. And again, if this encouraged or challenged you today, we hope you'll share with a friend who might feel the same and subscribe for future episodes. We love you, friends, and we'll see you next time.